Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Kadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Veja Gata Meva Samsara Nava Setave Prabhave Sava Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Chasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Svarupa Svasvabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, O Shiva, your own essence and beingness, the one divine reality, being you while being all and beyond all. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. The Inner Source. You have your moments when you are brilliant, creative, you have clarity on everything, along with lots of energy and enthusiasm. You're alight with the radiance of consciousness itself. I would like for you to live this way all the time. You would like for you to live this way all the time. You're connected to source, powered by your own self, consciousness itself. And you have your other moments when you're not so bright, not so energetic, and instead of clarity, you have brain fog. This is now recognized by medicine as a real condition. 
for which they recommend lifestyle changes like doing more yoga. Yoga reconnects you to the source of your own light, self. Yoga settles you in to your own essence, self. Oh, yes, yoga will amp up your inner light. It's like you've got a dimmer switch by which you can dial up your light or dial it down. It's directly affected by how much yoga and meditation you do. Yoga said it is your nature to shine. It is your birthright. You have a right to be radiant, luminous, brilliant. Your mind is capable of concentrating the light of consciousness into a focused beam like a laser. You are an individualized manifestation of the one divine consciousness. Oh, Shira. You are made of stardust. Even the physicists agree. And you want to draw from your own starlight to shine through the dark and illumine this world. You can. Here's a sutra that says so. I quoted it in my new teachings article, Your Mind's True Capacity. This sutra says, by looking inward, knowing the source of all your actions, the mind itself becomes consciousness by ascending to the plane of pure consciousness. Tat parinyane chittamevar antamukhi bhavena chetana padadhyaroha chittihi. Pratibhinahrudayam Sutra 13. By looking inward, knowing the source of all your actions, the mind itself becomes consciousness by ascending to the plane of pure consciousness. In this text, this is the fifth sutra in a row that explains your divine source. It promises that when you look inward, you'll find divine consciousness at your core, the source of all your thoughts, words, and actions. The first in this series of five sutras is sutra number nine, which says that consciousness contracts to become the individual that's you. Consciousness does this by hiding your divine essence from yourself. Sutras 10 and 11 say that the full power of consciousness is functioning in you even when you don't know your true nature, your own self. Thus, you think that your bright thoughts are yours alone. My creativity, my insight, my love and caring, my breakthroughs, and my realizations. They actually come from your core essence, your own Shiva self like sparks shooting up from a Roman candle, climbing your spine up to your head. When you allow this to happen, you light up. Like in a cartoon drawing, the light bulb over your head lights up. You know. You know the answer. You know what to do. You know the why. And you know who you are. When I was in L.A. with Baba, we held special programs for the many creative people living in and fueling Hollywood's incredible productions. 
They wanted to tap into their creativity, to find their muse, to be visionary, to be a creative genius. Yes, we need more of those. So we taught them how? By meditating on the source of their own creativity, their own self. I remember one man. He taught screenwriting at a local university and had trained many successful screenwriters. He was a longtime disciple of Baba and meditated with us at Baba's ashram for years. He knew that it all comes from inside. This is Sutras 10 and 11, which explain that the full power of consciousness is functioning in you, even when you don't know your true nature, your own self. Sutra 12 says you don't realize you don't realize that all your great ideas are coming from the divine source within. You think it's you that's so smart, who's so brilliant, who's so great. In your best moments, that is. Literally, the sutra says you get infatuated by your own powers. Really, the power is arising within you. It is a greater power arising from its source, which is your own self, consciousness itself. When you think it's about you, your special powers, your intelligence and insight, your great and expanded capacity, like it's all about you, you'll lose it. You'll crash. You could even go through a cycle of expanded capacity and then you go flat, like a flat tire. It's because you're not recognizing the divine source within you. Instead, when you recognize the divine source within which is your deeper essence, you can live in that flow. The flow is continuous. Yoga prepares you for that continuity of consciousness, the knowing of your own self. Unfortunately, the light of consciousness arising within you gets dampened down by the condition of your mind. It's like the kittens studied by Hubel and Weisel. Half of the kittens were raised in a room with only vertical stripes, and the other half were raised in a room with only horizontal stripes. When the kittens were brought out into a room with furniture, the horizontal cats couldn't see chair and table legs, so they kept bumping into them. But they could see the seat of the chair and jumped on top of it to nap. The vertical cats dodged the furniture legs quite well, but never found a place to snooze. Your mind is like this. It sees some things and not others. You've got some programming in there that needs to be unraveled before you can see the true reality of this world as well as your place in it. This is Sutra 12, saying you get infatuated by your limited powers, thinking they are yours alone. Thus, Sutras 9 through 12 prepare you for the great promise. In the sutra I'm bringing you, Sutra 13 gives you a practice to do that will help you see beyond your programming. By looking inward, knowing the source of all your actions, the mind itself becomes consciousness by ascending to the plane of pure consciousness. 
tat parinyane chittameva antarmukhi bhavena chetana padadyaroha chittihi. Pratyabhidna hridayam. Sutra 13. By looking inward, knowing the source of all your actions, your mind ascends to the plane of pure consciousness. When you have an inner impulse, let's say, to call somebody, where did it come from? Or when you think, I need to weed the garden, what brought that to mind? Of course you have relationships and want to maintain them by calling or seeing or texting, but where did this idea to call them at this time come from? I'm not talking about intuition, like you feel their presence or you feel their need. This is just a simple thought, the kind of thought you have every day, thousands of them that you have every day. I'll give them a call. Did it come from a note on your calendar? that you had created and you're following through on a plan to nurture the relationship, that's good. But what made you create the plan? It all arises from within. You might not notice it arising unless you get a little tingle in your brain, synapses firing and bringing that person to mind or bringing your weed-choked garden to mind. That impulse first came up your spine. For your brain is merely the mushroom cap on top of your spinal cord. Your brain was the first discernible element of your body's formation in your mother's womb. The first cellular differentiation in the growing mass of cells created your spine. Then at one end, a nodule grew and grew, your brain growing like a mushroom cap on the stalk of your spine. Your spine is the key to everything. And especially once you've gotten Shaktipat, the meditative energy moving through your spine is the key that unlocks your bondage and sets you free. You may already experience this in a more limited way. Like if I talk about head and heart. You care about this unnamed person that I've brought up. You care about your garden. Thus, your heart, as a center of caring, nurturing, love, and support, your heart sends an impulse to your brain, call so-and-so. Maybe you can even chat on the phone with them while you're weeding. After all, if they were visiting you, you could weed together. Or maybe you'd bake together or go for a walk together. All these wonderful ideas, these inner impulses, you can see how they arise from your heart and inform your brain. But the source is deeper. The inner impulse is the arising of consciousness within. This is what creates your heart's power to love and to care. When you find the divine source of all your thoughts, words, and actions. You will be free. I'll repeat that. When you find the divine source of all your thoughts, words, and actions, you will be free. Your mind is uplifted, ascending to the plane of pure consciousness. 
Then your mind reflects the one divine reality within itself, with every thought, word, and action dedicated to the divine expressing forth in your relationships, in your work, in your care for your possessions, even in your care for your body and mind. In his commentary on this verse, my Baba described it this way. The mind, penetrating its own depths, obtains inner knowledge. This inward-directed movement, merging the mind into the self. Resting in the self, the mind rises again to the plane of consciousness, chitti. This is the culmination of sadhana. When the mind melts in total awareness, perfect bliss, and full contentment. This is not an overnight process. Just like it took years for you to grow to adulthood, it takes some time for you to grow into your own divine essence. In the beginning, it's like you're running a race with sandbags in your backpack. And as you learn to cooperate with the process, you lighten your load by emptying out some of the sandbags. Your step gets lighter. Your stride gets longer. The pace of your progress picks up. That's what Baba means in the last part of this passage, this ascending of your mind to the plane of pure consciousness is the culmination of sadhana. When the mind melts into total awareness, perfect bliss, and full contentment. The culmination of your sadhana, the culmination of your practices, the culmination of your spiritual growth process. It's like if you want to play the piano, you sit at the keyboard every day, developing your mastery step by step. That process, which we call practice, in Sanskrit, is called sadhana. So, yogis practice. If you want what yoga promises, you do what yoga tells you to do. It's like if you want to drive to the beach, the GPS says that from here, you have to go east. But instead, you go west. Or you actually just get in your car and sit for two hours doing nothing. Will you arrive at the beach? Each mantra repetition dissolves your old conditioning a little more. You know, if you don't like what your mind is serving up for you, you can change it. It takes five minutes. Simply repeat the mantra aloud for five minutes. Your mind and heart will be in a completely different state. It's like when you come up for darshan at the end of program, if you're kind enough to do so, And I put a chocolate in your hand, and I say, Om Namah Shivaya, when I do that. It's like I'm laying enlightenment in the palm of your hand. But it's not the candy that will get you there. It's the mantra. And one of the things that mantra gives you is the ability to see inward, to recognize where all your great ideas come from. Tat parinyane chittameva antarmuki bhavena 
चेतना पदा ध्यारोहा चित्ति By looking inward, knowing the source of all your actions, your mind ascends to the plane of pure consciousness. Looking inward, identifying the source of all your thoughts, words, and actions. It's a practice, a moment-to-moment process of inner awareness. Now, I've left out a part that you need to know. When the divine impulse arises within your mind, if it's a little clouded or even a little twisted, unfortunately, your mind can distort the divine impulse into something much less uplifting. So first, you have to clear your mind and empower your ability to look inward. Yes, that's what meditation is all about. And mantra gives you meditation. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.